Hello and welcome to the Rewilding Motherhood podcast. I'm Emma Wilde, your host, owner and founder of Courage and Chamomile, and transformation and empowerment coach for mums ready to shrug off the shifts and break out of the boxes to live life on their own terms. This podcast is all about living outside the lines, parenting against the current and finding our own truth. It's about becoming who we truly are and not who the world says we should be. So, it's time to drop the good girl act, put down the people pleasing, pick up a cuppa and settle in for some real talk, rewilding style. Come on, let's do this. Hello! Today, oh Vicky, you will like this chat. Um, now everyone else will wonder why, but you and I will know why. We are going to talk about triggers and the reason we're going to talk about triggers is because of something that the wonderful Catherine posted in the group yesterday um, and the ensuing um, gubbins that happened in the comments. Um, And so I wanted to just come in and talk a little bit about triggers and what they are and what we mean by that and how we might want to move through them. Um, and address some of the stuff that came up yesterday and um, just walk you through my process a little bit. Now, not in huge amounts of detail because triggers are complex, multi-layered, can be quite deep things. And um, the the nature of the, of the trigger and what's going on and the context and everything else will obviously affect everything um but just a little bit of an overview so first of all to explain that a trigger doesn't just mean someone pissed me off or someone did something annoying or someone was a dick or someone was rude that can be also triggering but a trigger is something that happens that um triggers in us a reaction a a strong stronger than the um than the incident the current present incident might suggest reaction and that can be traced back to something that has happened to us before usually in childhood and it's called a trigger because it triggers in our body the same physiological emotional uh response reaction that that we would have had then or that we suppressed then and so triggers are more complicated than just this thing happened because normally when we're triggered it's not about this thing that has just happened right now what it's actually about is the thing that used to happen or the thing that was really big and awful and I hated and happened once or the mild ongoing thing that happened over and over and over again until it caused me to have some kind of reaction and so that is what a trigger is and the reason why yesterday was interesting was because the trigger was being told to shut up now whether being told to shut up is a particular personal trigger for you for whatever reason it's not very nice it's disrespectful. It's not behaviour that we might want to um, accept for lots of reasons. And that was the side of the conversation that some people hooked onto and ran with. That actually isn't what Catherine was asking about. 
what Catherine was asking about was, how do I work with my triggers? And the trigger could have been anything. So sometimes triggers are things that are actually perfectly reasonable, like children being children, children making noise, children making mess, children having emotions. Some of us find those sorts of things triggering more so than it's just irritating, triggering, because perhaps when we were small, we weren't allowed to make a noise, we got punished. Perhaps when we were small, if ever we made a mess, we got punished, it, blah, 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 blah. And it, we made it mean something about us. We made it mean we're wrong, we're too much, we're not enough, we're not lovable. Um, unless we behave in X, Y, Z way, we don't deserve time, attention, love, etc. And that is what a trigger is. So in this instance, we have to separate what was actually said and by whom and put that over there. Yes, that is something that should be dealt with. But what we're actually talking about in this instance is the, the trigger as in what happens inside me and how do I work through that? <clears throat> and so there are a couple of, and obviously, you know, if I were to work with Catherine one-to-one -one or in a group or whatever, we would, this is something, this has been going on since her childhood. Um, and so it's something that we would want to work on over time. But somebody's done a laughing emoji and there is a delay, but I want to know what you're laughing at. I, my hair's annoying me. I'm just going to put it up. Um, so that's what a trigger is. That's how it's different to someone's just been a dick and pissed us off. <laughs> I mean, they're linked. So the first thing I want to, um, accidental laughing phase. Okay, cool. The first thing is to, is to spot, which Catherine did, which is why she raised it, the anger. There is nothing wrong with anger. As mums, we're kind of taught um, that anger is bad, that we shouldn't be angry. But there is a lot of anger and rage that comes with motherhood for lots of reasons. So the thing about this is, a couple, a couple of points is, anger is always telling us to look for what's going on. Anger, anger is like a signpost. There's something more. There is usually uncomfortable, painful emotions hiding behind anger and normally we use anger not consciously but we use anger because that's actually an easier place to be than to feel rejected sad lost unlovable abandoned hopeless those aren't comfortable places to be whereas anger we can direct at someone else it's all your fucking fault rather than go oh god actually this i'm this is i'm feeling wretched um often we use anger because we haven't learned how to process or deal with the emotion or we've been taught that the emotion is wrong somehow most parents teach most children this is wild sweeping generalizations and is more true for the past that most emotions are wrong that's just the way it is oh don't cry you'll be all right that, what's that teaching us? Anyway, so in the past, somehow we have been taught that the emotion behind the anger isn't an, isn't acceptable or we haven't had the support to deal with it or process it. So we don't know how to deal with it and process it. It gets shoved down. It gets squashed. It becomes anger. So when there's anger, the question is why? What's it, what's it here to teach me? What's really going on behind it? 
And in this particular instance with Catherine and for so many other people, why is she so quick to anger? Out of nowhere, la 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 la, and completely fine, ah, anger. That suggests lots of things. It suggests that the trigger is very real and raw for her. It also suggests a lot of pent up anger, which means that maybe this has been going on for a long time. And every time she 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 keeps it in, she suppresses it. Um, it also suggests potentially that she that there she doesn't have the space or the time for herself in order to for, for anything at all, let alone process emotions, checking with how she really feels, work out what her needs are, get the met, fill her own cups, plural. We have multiple cups. Fill your own cup. It's true, but you've got more than one cup. So that's the first thing digging into the anger the second thing then is the trigger so then we look at that trigger in particular so we've looked at the anger piece now we're looking at this and, and by the way part of the anger might be i can't believe that i'm allowing someone to use those words at me because that is not that is not no i'm sorry okay so use the anger to recognize what is the actual message right so the trigger why why are those specific words or that specific action doing, you know, triggering you in particular? And that's why this gets messy in this situation, because everyone was like, oh, well, if anyone told me to shut up, I'll just tell them to fuck off. Yeah. OK, cool. We get it. But there's more to this for her. So what is it about those words that's triggering you in particular? And we saw because when I was younger my ADHD and all the things and I was always told this that and the other and that's kept going and kept going and and so what what are you allowing that to mean about you what are you telling you yourself about yourself those few words two words shut up that's that you're making a load of stories around that and I say story not to say oh you're lying you're making up get over it I mean the narrative that we play I don't know what the narrative that Catherine plays. That's not for me to tell her. But it might be, no one takes notice of what I say. I've got nothing useful to say. I say the wrong thing all the time. Everyone's bored. Blah, 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 blah. I should never speak. Why does anyone care what I say? I talk shit anyway. It, there could be loads of stuff. That's for her to decide. What is it reminding you of? Have I, okay, tune in. How is it making me feel in my body? Get out of the head into the body. How is it making me feel? This is often how we learn what's the emotion behind the emotion. What does it feel like? Oh, there's a really big aching hole in my chest. I've got a really horrible kind of butterflies in my tummy. Oh, I've got stiff my shoulders and across the top of my back. It's agony. Okay, really drop into what it feels like. Have I ever felt like that before? Fuck yes, when I was seven and my mum said blah, blah, blah. When I was 24 and my friend did, 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 okay? So then you can start to go back and unpick. Is this mine or is this, is this theirs? Do, is, is this really, you know, and this doesn't work so well in this instance because the words were shut up as opposed to you're a dick or um, you're too much or you're so boring or whatever else. Is this mine? Okay. Do can do I? Is it serving me? Is it my truth to own this? Yes or no? If it is, okay, cool. I get to work on that. Maybe I do actually talk 
inappropriately and although I can't help it I can understand that that's going to annoy other people okay fine cool they can own their annoyance and I can own the fact that I talk too much it's just a thing I can't help it everyone needs to get over it or no actually fuck off it's not mine you keep it I don't want it you have it back I'm not taking that I'm not owning that so we take some radical responsibility and work out what is yours and what you get to give back um then think about what is the part of me that has been triggered here what is the part of me that's feeling that whatever we were just feeling or or how old am i in this feeling and what does that part of me actually need does that part of me actually need to hear it's okay i get it that's horrible to hear and i love you does that part of me need to hear everything you have to say is so so valid and interesting keep talking i'm listening what does that part of you actually need that nobody has so far been able to give you or that you've been so stuck in your trigger you haven't been able to hear and give it to yourself and then what does it need from other people what do you need from your husband what do you need from whoever's doing the trigger is there some way of working together because Catherine did say that he knows it triggers her and does it anyway. He subsequently apologised, but perhaps she's decided she is actually no longer available for that. And it is a trigger for her. And while she does the work on herself, it's not okay to use those words. It's not okay to model those words in front of children. And so that's a conversation. Hey, I've been thinking, and actually, when you, I know you've apologised, and thank you so much for that. And when you use those words, here's what my brain does. Here's what it makes me think. And when I think that, here's how I end up feeling. And I don't like feeling like that. And I'd really love if you were able to blah, 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 blah. Is that something you can do? What can I do to help you be able to do that for me? I get that when I'm jabbering on, it does your head in. Is there a safe word? Is there some way that you can express that without upsetting me because I'm not doing it on purpose I can't help it I'm really grateful of the reminder but can we find another way to, for you to remind me that kind of thing sovereign open frank honest vulnerable conversations communication and boundaries for moving forward but you can't really do that <laughs> if you haven't done the other bit otherwise you're going to come at it from a place of don't you fucking tell me like everyone in the chat was saying you're going to come at it from a place of conflict, from anger, from, from victim, from this is all my fault and it's not fair and you're always telling me to shut up and I hate it. That's not useful. If you go into a conversation like that, the other people have to come at, at, you know, in a corresponding position. And the other part that I mentioned in the, in the thing, in the thread was anytime we ever have a reaction or a judgment or an anything about anybody else, it is always a reflection of something about us. So when he says shut up and it triggers you, what, what's the mirror? Do you have that feeling about yourself? Do you sometimes wish, do you sometimes think, oh, fucking hell, just shut up, Catherine. Do you think that you're talking shite? Do you think that you're jabbering on? Do you think that you blah, 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 blah. Analyze what it is. that, Or do you sometimes wish he would shut up? Do you sometimes wish other people would shut up? What is it reflecting back to you about you? Those are the key parts regarding triggers. And as a separate note, if you do not like being disrespected by the words that somebody in a relationship with you is using, you do not have to accept them and you can put boundaries and explain why. They're separate. 
in this in this conversation <laughs> they come together but they're separate so there and in ends my piece about the triggers for today and triggers come in all shapes and sizes completely um this was just a very interesting one to see where it led people so that was taken from a rewilding wednesday live i did the other day and i wanted to add a little kind of side note end note which is to say that interestingly what i didn't mention during the live um, was to remember that other people also have their own triggers and also have their own shadows and it transpired and you know how i said we what we see in other people is a reflection of something in ourselves and um generally if we some clues that there's something going on is is if we are admiring a quality in someone else <clears throat> that we don't think we have ourselves but would love to um or if we are really judging a quality in someone else that's a sign that there is something going on in ourselves either something that we we are naturally but we've suppressed or that we would love to be and if it's something we would love to be it also tends to be something that we are naturally but we've suppressed <clears throat> and so what happened was <clears throat> excuse me it transpired that actually um, the husband in question wishes he could actually have a bit more to say um, wishes he spoke a bit more and so um, the shut up wasn't actually Catherine's at all. It was. It was totally. Um, it was totally coming from from his his place of wishing that he could be like that. And what you might find if you dug back deeper into there is that perhaps he did used to talk quite a lot or um, often or loudly when he was younger and got shut down. So he squashed it. And now when he sees it in someone else, it irritates him and he reacts and blah. And then inside my become circles, all these conversations, ow, just literally just bit my own lip whilst I was talking. There's talent for you. Um, all these conversations were happening because other people were realizing the same thing. So one of the ladies inside become, her husband often shushes her. And yet while she hears him, in his meetings, um, Zoom meetings or whatever, she notices how really loud he is, how loud he comes across. <laughs> so, the, and she, by the way, isn't loud at all. And I've I've seen this happen in my family as well. Someone who is very loud, very domineering, very has to be the centre of everything, telling someone else who was being actually perfectly normal to tone it down and to shush. Um, it, it's totally was a reflection of their own self and not really anything to do with the person they said it to. So those are some interesting little add-ons to that conversation. I would love to know what you thought. I'd love to know if this has been helpful to you. So as always, do come and let me know. Um, you can come chat to me on Instagram. I'm hello at, Ka no, I'm not. That's my email address. You can email me at hello at Courage and Chamomile. But what I meant to tell you was my Instagram, which is just at Courage and Chamomile. Um, what else can you do? You can come play in the rewilding group. I go live with stuff like this every Wednesday. Um, so if you want to come hear it live or to see my visage as I chat, head on over to that group. Come play with me there. 
Um, feel free to share this episode if you think it would help anyone else. Otherwise, I look forward to being in your ear holes again soon, my lovelies. Thanks, as always, for listening. Have a great rest of your day.